the year is 2021. The world is fucked. A spectre of death looms over the games. But that won't stop the world's most successful Olympic nations descending on Tokyo. The People's Republic of China. The divided states of America. The country formerly known as Russia. But this show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The battlers looking to wrap their fists around a medal and become a national holiday. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. Hello, deviants, and welcome to day six of Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. I am on a fistful of uppers. I am so excited. <laughs> this show brought to you by Spectre Drone Services. Spectre Drone Services, we know where the bodies are buried, but you're going to have to pay us to find out. <laughs> my name is Rig, and I am joined by always by my co-host, Gus, how are you, mate? Wow, better now. <laughs> Shot a pure caffeine straight into my eyes. You looked at me while you said all that. I've never been more seen. Oh, yeah, straight into your pupils. Windows are... are your eyes are the windows to your fucking broken soul. <laughs> They certainly are. And that's the other thing about Spectre Drone Services. With cameras made by robots, they can see more than your normal eyes. <laughs> so... Day six, yes. where we cover day five things and the morning of day six. It is good. It is well. It is well <laughs> so, with my soul. <laughs> so breaking news at the very, very top of this show. We've literally just gotten a couple of updates pop up, which are that the entire Australian athletics team has just gone into lockdown <laughs> because there has been a confirmed COVID case inside the Olympic Village. If this is the first time you've heard of a confirmed COVID case inside the Olympic Village, welcome to the world because yeah. <laughs> it is tearing through there like a typhoon that Japan said could never happen <laughs> and people are getting it left, right and centre. But the American pole vaulter Sam Kendricks, bronze medalist at Rio 2016, is gone. He is out of the like games. He's dead or? No, he will live. But, oh, good. As a high-powered professional athlete, he will get the treatment that he needs to uh, get over this. Yeah, but he'll get the Trump jab. <laughs> he certainly will. But, yes, the Australian team is uh, currently in lockdown, which, again, it opens up the great possibility of, obviously, we don't want anyone to get COVID, but we do want minnows to meddle. And sometimes the need for one is greater than the need for the other. Minnows will triumph as a result of the COVID tearing through the village because one less American medalist means the window to Minnowdom opens. Absolutely. And the great thing about media coverage during all of this is that we as Minnows have a really great shot because one of our biggest fans, Rowan Browning, he's a, a sprinter in the Australian team. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you are tearing up. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Robro, there is an absolute solitary tear yeah. <laughs> making its way down Riggs' craggy face. He's old just, as fuck and that is a furrowed brow. I was just really emotional when I was reading my DMs, but he's a sprinter in the Australian team. Big fan of the show. One of two verified blue-ticked Instagram accounts that follow us, the other being the confidence-dripping mullet of Peter Michael. <laughs> but uh, Roro is now in lockdown, and he said, hey, fellas, maybe I'll have a chat on the podcast after the competition. Well, Roro, it seems like you're not doing a whole lot right now. <laughs> so if you want to get in touch, let us know. <laughs> As we were just saying off air, so you thought you were better than us. Now we're all in lockdown. <laughs> 
So, just a very quick PSA. Speaking of Australia, speaking of uh, Sydney, New South Wales, uh, Melbourne's just come out of a lockdown, South Australia's just come out of a lockdown, but in general, Australia, here is a very, very easy to understand PSA about getting vaccinated. Your chance of winning an Olympic medal as an Australian athlete is one in 515,000. Wow. Your chance of dying from AstraZeneca is one in two million. (laughs) (laughs) You have four times the chance of being an Olympic medalist, you psychos. Get jabbed. (laughs) What is wrong with you all? Oh yeah, no good. We uh we, we we've got to get your your you've you've fully got the jab. I'm booked in. Uh, it's all it's all happening. It is it is indeed. Uh, you know what else is all happening? Yesterday we put up our Turkmenistan uh, tribute episode, and uh, when I went onto Facebook, I was like, you know what? Let's boost this to Turkmenistan. I did not realize that what I had done is that I had expanded the age range by accident to 18 to 65. (laughs) (laughs) What is this, my Tinder age range? (laughs) So Taking on all comers. (laughs) So that is... Literally. Yeah, 100%. So as a side point, we're currently trending in Bermuda. (laughs) Based on a separate post, our Bermuda Philippines episode has 2,000 likes out of Bermuda. They have a population (laughs) of 64,000. We currently have 3% of their entire population hitting like. But yes, the Turkmenistan episode, fine. We... I acknowledge that this is my fault for bringing it to the attention of boomers. Oh, when you'd written that in the show plan, I'm like, I'm right into the basketball. <laughs> not not the Australian basketball team at the Olympics. No, the generation. Right. <laughs> the baby boomers. We got a comment here amongst just our entire demographic fan base going, this is amazing bands, saying, offensive post reported. <laughs> <laughs> now... I acknowledge that it may be a shock to read a post as a 65-year-old man from Queensland holding a fish the size of a child. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Peter. (laughs) That says that horse drugs should be consumed while listening to this. Yes, I understand that drugs are bad, but do you know what else is bad? The fact that the entire generation that are currently trying to buy homes... You are saying to them, hey, haven't you bought a house? For me, it was just two shillings in a sack of barley. (laughs) (laughs) They're being driven to take horse tranquilizers, you fucks, because there's nothing left to live in. (laughs) They have to live inside a prison of their own minds, (laughs) chasing themselves down into the depths of depression. I'm more likely to live inside of a horse (laughs) than I am to live inside of my own home. The odds are one in 515,000 that I will live in a horse. They are one in two million that I will own my own home and live in it. One in two million dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> I say to you, Peter, you fishmongering fuck, and also to the other two people that liked it, Dot and fucking Louise. <laughs> what a weird name for a Holden Commodore. <laughs> it's so strange. I apologise for bringing this to your attention because it must have rocked your tiny minds <laughs> when you saw that Turkmenistan was a thing. <laughs> so I'm a, I am apologise for offending you. But at the same time, people, 
our generation, check on your parents. They found the internet. Uh, it's damaging to it their is. minds. It's absolutely turning their mind into mush. Everything they said would happen to us when we were growing up has now happened. <laughs> Hundred percent. They're just looking at the entire plot of 2001: A Space Odyssey and going, "Holy fuck! There is an obelisk flying through <laughs> space. <laughs> Rimming be thy name." <laughs> so, if you're listening to this and your parents have never heard of Turkmenistan ketamine or rimming it's time to sit down and have the chat absolutely it's the reverse birds and the bees <laughs> it is you need to play them an episode of this podcast so that they can just be brought to the modern genre of podcasting and uh in fact while you're doing that you can also ask them to just explain to you how interest rates when they were buying houses were really the biggest problem for them, <laughs> not the biggest economic boom in the history of the world, free education, free childcare, <laughs> <laughs> and basically being able to buy a car for a button. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Anyway, so we move on to the minnow medals. Rig, you just spent about nine hours putting this together, which is fantastic. Thank Absolutely. you for doing the schlep work this morning. <laughs> for such an amazing return. <laughs> That's and why I do this. <laughs> Zero recognition and burning of my time. <laughs> That's it. But it could be worse. You could have trained for five years to go into the exact same lockdown you're in here, but in Tokyo. Very, very true. So Minnow medals at the moment... Moldova, still at the top. They're starting to pull away now. Gee. And so they, they pulled another gallium down in yesterday's action, so they're now on five for the game so far. The rest of the top ten remain the same, except for new entrants Eritrea and Malta. Oh, that's great. Both Welcome sla- to the party. Yeah, both put their foot on the gallium pedal yesterday. And then we have a couple of new entrants coming through. We've got Lebanon, never won a gold medal. Yep. Iceland, weirdly enough, has never won a gold medal. Seychelles, the small <laughs> African nation, got on to the minnow medal tally in what I assume is stewarding a super yacht. Didn't realise that was an <laughs> Olympic event. Anyway. <laughs> stewarding a super yacht. It's uh, embezzling money in an overseas phone line, yeah. it turns out. <laughs> and the teeny tiny nation of San Marino. Oh, they are small in numbers, but they are huge in cash. Absolutely they are. I can't remember if it was a kingdom or if it's just a random rogue state, but <laughs> it's... Uh, it's amazing seeing tiny little countries get up. Is it San Marino that has had the same prince representing them at like nine Olympics? I think that was Monaco. Oh, God. <laughs> All of the tiny cash-rich yeah. absolute swindlers <laughs> formed into one mega-naught in my mind. Exactly. No, but great for San Marino. Italian for the Marino. <laughs> the big sheep. Saint Marino. <laughs> <laughs> the big sheep, the p- Saint Marino, the patron saint of Rams. <laughs> Rams. <laughs> That's it. So, <laughs> oh my god, that is great. So yes, it is time for the one, the only, the greatest sting with the most reverb you ever heard. Play it, Minnow Watch. One of the bigger days for Minnow Watch. LZJ hashtag all the way. He got uh, his second group match underway last night against. Bryce Laverde. <laughs> Bryce to his friends. Bryce. Oh, oh Brycey, he's your tradie, mate. <laughs> Gets his sausage roll and a dare coffee. Brings all it do anything on Smoko. 
<laughs> primary coxman. Yeah. <laughs> he loves to knock off and smash out the Briggy's laptops. <laughs> the local French RSL. On the... S- <laughs> He's on the Normandy ciders at two pm. <laughs> oh, but no joke. The Gives French people a punch in the in face. The How's this bouquet? <laughs> Straight right hook. So uh, Brees Laverde took the L yesterday against LZJ, powering through. Hasn't dropped a set yet. Fantastic. And from here, I think that he might be playing almost every day. It's in the lead into the gold medal. Fuck, I hope so. He's on tonight. Don't watch it right here on Channel Seven. <laughs> Absolute pricks. <laughs> I did get sent speaking of Channel 7. An incredible screenshot from a noble listener of the show, Josh Hazelwood. Not the Australian bowler. This Josh Hazelwood is much less storied, <laughs> but also a follower of the show, which makes him alive to me. So he sent a picture of uh, what the holding um, war map of different channels was for Channel 7 for about two hours yesterday. They have, <laughs> amongst all of their channels, of which they refuse to show any minnows, they've dedicated an entire channel to the flame. What? <laughs> they have a 24-hour feed of the Olympic cauldron. So let me t- get this straight. Rather than seeing Malaysian dark horse LZJ play in the badminton, they'd rather have a running webcam on fire. Yeah, I think so. I, someone at Channel 7 was like, guys, this game's, let's bring actual fire. And everyone's like, no worries. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Cauldron cam. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the Channel 7 bent, I received this message through our DMs from someone who really wants to remain anonymous. Listen to your podcast. Totally agree about Hamish McLaughlin. He must be related or married to someone powerful at Channel 7 because, because he is fucking atrocious. That's my theory anyway. And then there's a follow-up message going, holy shit, he's the brother of the head of the AFL. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, can't wait to read this on the cast. And they said, maybe not, it's defamatory. Be careful. <laughs> and I'm like, you clearly haven't heard Gus's rant. <laughs> <laughs> and we would like to give a big shout out to Gil McLaughlin. It's fantastic to Who get a mes- that in? message <laughs> from you anytime, mate. It's we hate your brother too. <laughs> oh, and I guess the final part about Minnow Watch is uh, we did mention it yesterday, but we are currently in the rat maze that is trying to get Peter Taufer on the phone. Oh my god, it's Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to navigate multiple time zones. Uh, his people are in American fever dreams Absolutely. at the moment. Trying to get him on the phone literally looks like a map of what the world looked like before the Suez Canal was built. <laughs> it's just like going to like around the fucking horn of Africa to get to some other place. <laughs> Honestly, that's what it feels like. <laughs> that's it. You know what that map needs? LIDAR. LIDAR, Spectre Drone Services. We'll map something. In 3D. (laughs) Centimeter perfect. That's it. So the only other one there is our uh, triple jumping threat out of Burkina Faso. Huge fab. Yes. He kicks off in four days. He's firming. He's coming into favoritism. He's currently second. uh, Is he really? According uh, to? In the betting, according to a sports bet. Yep. But he is firming very hard as sharp money comes for him late, which is uh, always good. We got something on him? Yeah, we got a 20. We got a lobster. Why not? It's Well, (laughs) it'd be rude not to. Because It it really would. What are we going to do? Not bet Mm. on the guy that we're talking to? (laughs) 
We back him, not financially. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's it. That money will stay in our pockets. <laughs> But if you would like to financially contribute lobsters into our pockets, you can because we have an incredible website that allows you to jump on and financially become a part of this. Buy a brick in the foundations that make up our (laughs) minnow house. And Rig, what is that website? That website is gusandrig.biz, B-I-Z or Z for the Americans playing at home. Get on there. It is the best thing I've barely made. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't argue with that. It's where business goes to live. And die. Absolutely. And if you also want to get more content, more bang for your buck, you can also go to our Patreon. We are patreon.com slash Gus and Rig. Newest patron jumped on at 9am this morning, Howard Broadwin. Quick shout out for you. Nice work. Sometimes we just throw Patreon shit out there. It's basically pissing into the wind. But sometimes that piss hits someone in the face. (laughs) And we are super psyched that you're there to collect that piss, Howard. Wow. (laughs) That's the kind of re-endorsements you can expect as a patron. (laughs) Just a face full of piss and an ear full of gold (laughs) is the slogan of our Patreon. But that's not the end of the show. Sorry that we did the call to actions there, but we do need to jump directly into the new segment of the stars, Apocalympics Now. Apocalympics Now. Yes, that's right. Apocalympics Now brought to you proudly by Spectre Drone Services. Every breath you take, every move you make, They'll be watching you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love them. Spectre Drone Services, and by them, I mean Stephen Wallace. Wallace. So (laughs) That one guy. That one guy. He is Spectre Drone Services. (laughs) He's the ghoul of drones. (laughs) (laughs) The puppet master of flying cameras. (laughs) The he-man of surveillance. Oh, my God. All right, so Apocalypse Now. So... The last few days I've been, what's the word? Drunk. Hell bent (laughs) on really trying to take down American wankers on the internet. (laughs) How's that going for us? Yeah, really well. (laughs) Fantastic. But you know what? The the first defense of most Americans is, oh, you think we're bad? Look at China. (laughs) So I did. This so, is not going well. Well, it's we thought we th- <laughs> we thought lighting a fire under the asses of the Americans is going to be bad. We are going to be cancelled after this. <laughs> we are going to be targeted by Russian hackers because they're in collusion with the Chinese. God damn it! I'm looking at our map of future success, and it just says Weibo <laughs> with a big cross <laughs> through it. So. The have you heard of Wang Lu Yao? Don't answer that. You haven't. So <laughs> I certainly haven't. She placed sixteenth in the ten meter air rifle, right? Which was not good. No, that's so, it. that's not not a great finish for a superpower. Absolutely not, especially considering she was a top medal contender at these Olympics. So she ended up posting a selfie in her pajamas with the caption, "Sorry, everyone. I admit I chickened out." So what was described as, quote, a torrent of abuse from the Chinese internet, she got absolutely rinsed. Stuff like, why not reflect on your failure? What purpose do you have for releasing an arrogant selfie? Or, you did not spend time thinking about why you failed, but immediately posted a selfie on Weibo. It seems you desire to be famous. So she's You can't argue with the last sentence. (laughs) 
She is copping an absolute, yeah, the shit fight on the Yeah, just people are just throwing shit at her and she's had to deal with that. Now, that sounds like, I mean, that sucks, right? Why would you do (laughs) that to an athlete that represents your country? They're obviously in the the, the top sort of competitors in the entire world for the Mm. event that she's competing in. But then you start to look back in time because 2021, everyone's a bit more woke. Everyone's a bit more, you know, supportive when, when things like this happen. And, and you know, people are, are quick to point out when things start to go off the rails. Yeah. Not so too past competitors for China. Take, for example, Li Ning, a triple Olympic gold medalist in 1984 and the, quote, gymnastic prince in China. (laughs) That's great. An actual Monica's title? Absolutely. I was just like, I'm surprised they let that title go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that is. I'm surprised it wasn't like the people's gymnast or something. (laughs) No, no, that's you. So (laughs) he stumbled and failed in... (laughs) That's the actual word they use. Stumbled and failed in the 1988 Seoul Olympic Games. And he was met with a tide of anger and hate mail containing razor blades. Oh, come on. And ropes. Brutal. How fucked is that? Oh, my God. We thought the the Yanks were hard on Ledecky after a few fucking mean tweets. Oh, that is. (laughs) Imagine copping a fucking noose and blades in the mail. Gross. That is awful. That is absolutely cooked. The other big one to, to come out uh, happened to Zhu Jianhua, three-time world record holder in the high jump. When he he came away with not... It's not even like he failed and, you know, came 16th or whatever or failed in the minds of the Chinese people. He yeah. came home with a bronze. The gall, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> the goal. He got the windows of his home smashed in after he returned from LA oh. <laughs> in 1984. What? <laughs> that is insane. It's absolutely fucking insane. Again, same thing in Beijing. So lights on you as the, the you know the favorite of the country. Uh, Zhu Qinan, the 10-meter air rifle champion at Athens, burst into tears on the podium after winning silver. Probably the worrying ex- about those death threats. Oh, absolutely. And how, how many bricks are coming through the windows? There's, there is nothing that is ever okay to send in the mail no. that someone could kill themselves with. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's just make that the cleanest of lines. <laughs> absolutely. I'm Because so, usually most, most things you can't send in the mail. No. The, China the, the, the is mail is famously a, restricted. China is a rogue state. It's a fucking wild west out there. They will send anything in the mail. Just pause for a second and think. Pangolins. <laughs> razor blades. The, the insane effort that it would be and the number of points at which you could bail out of sending an entire coil of rope. Like yeah. stuffing that into an envelope would take hours. Exactly. And imagine how much money it would take to post it across a giant country like that. <laughs> 100%. I would have I would have thought that given all the time and the financial expense it takes you to do that you would actually give you the time to calm down <laughs> like you're just like simmer. you piece of shit <laughs> he just there goes down the back of his house snips off a bit of rope that he has lying around goes to the fucking post office a one hour drive away because he lives in rural China head to the post office grabs a box will this do yes how much is that 25 bucks to send to some city oh no <laughs> all right fine do you need bottle do you need bubble wrap 
Yeah, fine. How much is it? <laughs> it's 90 cents a meter. Fuck, give me three. <laughs> Doing it there. Fuck, what is this bloke's address again? Can you do an address lookup for me? <laughs> and just to be clear, that's 25 bucks in 1984, which is now a car. Absolutely. <laughs> but could you, like, everything that is involved with that should have given you time to calm down. It does make you think about uh, the good old days of a telegram, for example, when you would have to be so rage-filled that you would not only have to go to send said telegram, but you'd have to tell someone. Yeah, you would stop. Ha- <laughs> you would Kill to- yourself. Stop. stop. Never come back. Stop. <laughs> Silver's shit. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the rope. Um, but <laughs> it's expensive. Uh, but that's, that's basically it, is that these are all things that are the time before the internet. Yeah. 84, 88, <laughs> games where in order to send someone something to tell them that you hate them, you had to put an ad in the paper, <laughs> call them, or send them personal correspondence. <laughs> but now things have changed. So if you really wanted to be a piece of shit, I'm sure that you could get some rope off Alibaba and it'll be at your intended victim's target within eight hours with express postage. <laughs> like, do not do, do not do that. We do not condone that at all. I'm just saying... The world is so interconnected these days. <laughs> anything is possible. Yeah. Do not do that. <laughs> Again, to Dot, Louise and Peter who are hearing this for the first time, don't go on Alibaba and send rope to some chick from the 88 Olympics. <laughs> you absolute fuckheads. <laughs> anyway, speaking of things that are unexpected... <laughs> I'm taking you to the heady world of Australian canoe Olympian Jess Fox. Oh, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> you may see this video doing the rounds this morning. Yeah. And it is of Jess Fox showing everybody one of the alternate uses for the 160,000 free frangers <laughs> that are at the Olympics. And no, this is not a porno. This is... <laughs> Showing everybody that you can effectively use uh, one of the ornamental condoms to fix a massive hole in your kayak. Yeah. (laughs) Just barring up dads all over the world as they look at this MacGyver effort (laughs) of what looks like uh, residue from a piece of gaff and then... (laughs) Freshly opened condom. Peter is not reporting that on Facebook. (laughs) He loves it. Peter's like, that'll get the fish chomping. (laughs) I wonder how many sex ed classrooms that that footage is going to end up on. (laughs) Don't waste your fucking money on bananas, public schools. Everyone just record that Jess Fox footage and play it. This is how you put a condom on. It's just her at the pointy end of the kayak. (laughs) And just sheathing this boat. It is stretched to tire widths, (laughs) which is not the way. Terrifying. Exactly. It's just like (laughs) voiceover over the future sex ed footage and nice and wide then once you've encompassed the penis let go (laughs) you should feel a snap followed by a short (laughs) scream of pain (laughs) and as you can see the triangular movement is uh down the shaft (laughs) (laughs) resulting in enough air at the uh, apex of the penis, <laughs> the sharp point, because that's what dicks look like. <laughs> but also, as if this isn't going to be used to sex ed in every Catholic school, they're like, this is what a condom's for. Yes. 
<laughs> Society wants to corrupt you and believe this is for safe sex, but they've always been used for repairing small one-person boats. <laughs> got a jimmy, got a kayak. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let big rubber dictate how you live your life. <laughs> oh, the spelling of dictate there, very good. <laughs> for the boffins playing at home. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Trevor, with your one condom and your rip curl wallet. <laughs> Fuck, but, oh. but yes, if you get a chance, then please send us Put in. Put a condom <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> Guys, girls, this weekend... Put a franger on a boat. <laughs> Do yourself a favour. You haven't lived until you've put a rubber on an oar. If she doesn't win gold, it's just put your rubbers out. <laughs> but when she does win, I want everybody to be sending in their best condom craft. Yeah. <laughs> Which is It what just becomes a thing where we've got it over our arms like, come on, Jess. That's it. All five fingers like finger puppets. <laughs> uh, but I've just been having a quick look at what the world has to offer as far as condom craft goes. And my God, I've ended up finally where I needed to be. But the start of this search was awful. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rig, I'd like to turn your attention to... <laughs> <laughs> Probably the, the greatest pot plant in existence. It oh. is made up of none less than 800 frangers oh and it my looks incredible. God. It doesn't adjust. So vibrant. <laughs> See, they weren't doing this when we were doing Art Express in year 12. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, the next one. There you go. Oh, that... <laughs> Would it? That looks like you could get it out of a Japanese vending machine. <laughs> it is for the people who are listening because, again, you can't see this. It's a podcast. <laughs> it is a condom umbrella. <laughs> it looks. It seems like a bad design because wouldn't all the frangers just fill up with water? They would. I was just thinking of exactly the same thing, which is more like a rain gauge. Yeah. <laughs> How much rain's there been? About three quarters of a dom. <laughs> The tip is almost at my forehead. Western Sydney tonight experiencing three dongs of rain. <laughs> causing minor flooding. <laughs> and then the final one. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a condom made to look like the Grinch who stole Christmas. <laughs> I believe this one is called the Gooch that stole Christmas. <laughs> it is a... Toxic green condom. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's old or it was meant to yeah, look like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, a lot of the the coloured ones they end up being the like flavoured ones. What the fuck flavour is? That? Is that kiwi? What is that? <laughs> Snot. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> it's like those fucking jelly beans from Harry Potter where they have all the weird flavours. <laughs> Snot flavoured condoms. Snot flavoured condoms. The Catholic Church. Get around them. <laughs> <laughs> That is all of the condom craft that we oh. ha have to offer. And uh, again, if you would like to uh, take any of the frangers that are uh, lying around your house that may be past their expiry, keep the ones that are within it because, you know, we want you to use them the proper way. <laughs> but anything that might be a little bit old that's just been sitting in that weird jar that for some <laughs> reason you keep your frangers in, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at all of you single fucks that keep messaging us. We don't care about your cookie jar filled with condoms. And I always tell you, you've got to be on top of stock rotation. You can't just fill it up and then take the ones from the top. Oh, no, that's bad. So reach down into the bottom of that jar and pull out the old, dusty, green condoms that you now have. The one that came as a promotional item from Ralph magazine. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you got when you competed at the Olympics. Yes, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> now reaching deep into their cookie jar of frangers. <laughs> Remember the good times. <laughs> oh, yeah, and send them in. Yeah. Is that, is that what you were going to say? Yeah, send them in gonna... or just like wear them or do something funny with them? Yeah, look, just send us a picture. Uh, send us a picture of your craft. Condom craft. Condom craft. First. Right, condom craft. Let us know about it. Which means we are going to just take a quick look into the mailbag. We've received a few DMs over the course of the games. We're going to get elbow deep into the cookie jar filled with <laughs> DMs from yeah, our exactly. fans. Yeah, exactly. There's like rogue old condoms there that I have to like move out of the way to get to these DMs. Sift out. Yeah. So I've got a couple of, uh, couple of short ones. They don't really have much you know, purpose or rhyme or reason or whatever. Some are just people sending us shit in that have nothing to do with what we're doing. The, like the, in the case of Rick, Rick sends us this thing and says, Oi, you C-words, you got me hooked on your shit show and fucked off on me. So fucking Aussie. Cry laugh emoji times two. My, me ex did the exact same to me. Four cry laugh emojis. Love your work, lads. <laughs> I said, sorry, mate, Medallica, Medallica was calling. Give it a listen if you haven't already, mate. And he said, I'm all over it like white on rice. So thanks, Rico, for, uh, for, be- for getting behind us. Yeah, and not only that, but uh, chin up, mate. The ex, uh, she wasn't the one. All you've got to do is make sure you reach deep into that cookie jar of frangers. <laughs> get rid of the old stuff, in with the new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And one of our... Uh, one of our, our patrons from, from over in the US, Mike, Florida Mike. <laughs> oh, Florida Mike is the people's hero. Oh, he loves it. He's all over this stuff. He, he was the original investor in our iguana kebab stand treats. treats. <laughs> With three E's in it. Where we only made you the best iguana kebabs. <laughs> it's tree biscuits like you've never seen. <laughs> and... I love when Mike sends us DMs because it's usually based on Australianisms that he's not familiar with. Yeah. So one of the concepts we mentioned in yesterday's episode was the concept that many Australians are familiar with, with, which is that of the meat raffle. Yes. So he said, did you guys just say after the meat raffle at the pub, (laughs) they're slinging raw sausages while you're there? I said, oh, that's right. You don't have meat raffles, do you? He goes, this is the USA. Some lady sued McDonald's because her coffee was too hot and won. We can't be giving drunk people raw meat. They would fucking eat it. <laughs> oh, there Too are bloody s- right, Mike. <laughs> there are so many ways that the uninitiated could interpret the meat raffle. <laughs> it's incredible. The meat raffle sounds like something that would be at an all-male strip joint. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> 3 a.m. on... <laughs> Oxford Street after Mardi Gras. Ladies night, $1 drinks at the meat raffle. Okay. <laughs> meat raffle sounds it's like a, the most bar. disgusting male strippers you've ever seen. <laughs> That's it. Mike, you have to purchase that business name over in Florida and start it. A men's strip club called the meat raffle. <laughs> it's not the magic Mike the ladies were hoping for. No. 
<laughs> it's not magic. It's Muggle Mike. <laughs> Mutton Mondays. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Mutton Mondays at the meat raffle. <laughs> it's <laughs> Mutton Mondays. Three dollar Tia Maria's. <laughs> Just the worst alcohol. It's not the strippers you asked for, but it is the strippers you deserve. <laughs> Fifty cent Midori shots. <laughs> Midori's oh. at Mutton Mondays <laughs> at Mike's meat raffle. And if you get in between six and eight, we're doing towers of Bailey's and milk. <laughs> At the meat raffle. <laughs> That's it. Between four and five, it's toss the boss. <laughs> Mike, ask us what toss the boss is. Yeah, exactly. But first, we want you to tell us what you think toss the boss yeah. is. <laughs> tell us what toss the boss is. It's not something that just goes on at the meat raffle. We've got so many specials down here at the club. <laughs> Run out the clock by getting a face full of off cock. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Meat raffle. <laughs> oh wow. I know what we're spending our good Spectre drone services money on. <laughs> it's the first three bricks <laughs> that will make up the illustrious palace of inequity. <laughs> it's the meat raffle. Oh the first three and the last three. So amazing. Wow. Alright, guys. Well, if you want to get in touch with us. You get in touch with us via a myriad of ways. We've got an Instagram, which is Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Find us there on Instagram. We are Medallica, all one word, on Facebook. Make sure to give Peter a piece of your mind. And we, if you want to support the show and become a sponsor like Spectre Drone Services, hit us up, GusAndRig.biz. That's B-I-Z, where business goes to live. And die! <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got time for, mate. Well, I've got to go get a full body wax so I can hit the stage at the meat raffle. <laughs> I've got to go and find myself a thousand frangers. It's going to rain today. <laughs> Cheers. All right, all right. Settle the fuck down. Welcome to Mutton Mondays at the Meat Raffle. Cobden's third most popular all-male review. Brought to you proudly by the Cobden Cobbs. Go, Cobbs. We've got uh, the Sheilas in here tonight from the Netball Club. How are you? Go, ears. We've got a night of the choicest cuts coming up for you tonight. It's a dead set sausage fest. And hey, make sure to get around our $2 tequila and milk special. We're running out all our expired stocks, so get in quick before it goes rancid. Just a reminder, as always, no toilets at the meat raffle. We spent all of our toilet space in the karaoke machine. Now we've got a selection of your absolute favourites on tonight. Kicking us off, Mr. Erotic, then Daft Spunk, the Balmain Barracuda, the Logical Phallus, Sausage Fingers, and Dave. First name on the undercard, or under Gooch as we call it here at the meat raffle, is Noah the Ark Simpson. If his boyish good looks don't make you melt, his twisted up junk will make your face melt like the Nazis in Indiana Jones. And if that ain't enough for you, we've got Long Dong Silver on the program. His name is actually a misnomer, it's average sized. He just happened to own a parrot and was living in his Corvette behind the club. Protect your eyes, ladies, because the star of the show tonight is Billy Big Balls. He's got the biggest balls in the biz, which he credits to Kegels and a bad case of the mumps when he was 15. We love you, Billy. 
That's it. Time to start the show and tell your friends. If you want to run out the clock with a face full of weird cock, come on down to the meat rack. <laughs>